Hello, everybody. This is Duncan Fisher. Look at your mech. Now look at mine. Now look back at your mech. Now look back at mine. Does your mech look as good as mine? Sadly, no. But that's because I always listen to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast and get excellent pointers. If you'd like to get your mech to look as good as mine, then you should listen too. In fact, it starts right now. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Are you ready to join the most feared Crusader clan in existence? One so feared it took the uniting of the inner sphere to even present a challenge for its warriors? Are you ready to use superior tactics and overwhelming skill to wipe the Stravards from existence? Are you ready to join a clan where your codex and skill is everything and where lore is law? Are you chomping at the bit to wake these freebirds from their dream and show them the nightmare that is reality? If so, then join Clan Smoke Jaguar's Alpha Galaxy, home of the Sixth Jaguar Dragoons, a.k.a. the Wolf Slayers. Also home of the first Jaguar Auxiliary. Contact Khan Ignotis or Galaxy Commander Drakenveld at clansmokejaguar-alpha-galaxy.engine.com via Comstar to arrange for your indoctrination into the clan. Clan Smoke Jaguar's Alpha Galaxy. Help us put these free births to their grave. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world. This is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast number 47. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It's October 10th, 2012, and my shout-out tonight is going to go to Bunch of Nuts Coffee. Great taste, and it's cheap. My kind of style. Yep. Darren, who do you have tonight? Uh, so does that mean you're teabagging your coffee or what? I, I don't quite get that. But anyway, uh, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out today goes to the Dancing Mechs, and we will see what that is in a little bit. And Brandon? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Catrakel, and uh, my shout-out's really not a shout-out, but did you guys manage to catch the Star Citizen announcement today? I mean, it looks fantastic. Yes. Yes, I did see uh, somebody tweet about that. The video looks amazing. Yes. We need another space sim. It hasn't happened for years. We need it. All right, Greg, who do you have tonight, bud? I want to give a shout-out to Von Keisha. He's an old E friend of mine. I reconnected with him in LOL, and he tells me that he's buying a Founders pack. So, all right. Okay, what is his name again? Can you repeat that just one more time? Von Keisha. <laughs> okay, I just had to make sure it, 
It did sound like woman. All right. And George, uh, who do you have tonight, bud? Or what, I should say. Hi, everybody. This is George, otherwise known as the voice of Duncan Fisher. I have a reverse shout-out to the guy on the MechWarrior online forums who goes by the name of Duncan Fisher. Just to clarify, he isn't me. So if you see him on the battlefield, shoot him in the face. Thanks. Now, are you sure that it's not you and you're just playing both roles? No, and... no, dude. I stopped those drugs a long time ago. He's not me. <laughs> okay. I know it isn't. He's a I demand that old... guy give the account back to George. He's Seriously. a 20-year-old guy. And it's funny because MechWarrior Online basically sent me an email saying, no one can use Duncan Fisher. And then, you know, four weeks later, Duncan Fisher shows up. So, yeah, well, whatever. Let's, I don't um... care. I'm just going to say there are individuals listening that may be able to rectify that. So I'm sure they'll look into that. Right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Dudes, if you want to be Duncan Fisher, go right ahead. I've got a feeling if you get out there in a mech, you're going to get your ass shot. So have fun. <laughs> and of I course, agree. I'd like to say welcome to all of our live studio audience. Got a nice sized crowd again. Hopefully you guys have some questions for Garth, because again, Ask Garth will be happening later. And of course, to all of our new listeners and flying debris, running on the treadmill, or out in this October weather, sweating, getting all excited about mechs. Thank you. On to the news. Man crush. Anyway, it is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3049. Hello there, this is Duncan Fisher speaking to you from Outreach Studios. I know the best of the best when it comes to mech warriors on Solaris. And do you know who they talk about when it comes to digging your ass out of the fire when the shit hits the fan? Armed. The Australasian Royal Mechanized Division. These guys have been slugging it out since Gallipoli 1915. Only now they do it with a mech and a heavy gauss rifle. So if you need to call in reinforcements to get the job done, or simply hire someone for some good old-fashioned payback, call on the professional team at ARM. They'll set the odds in your favor. For contracts and recruiting, turn your terminals to www.armed.net.au. That's spelt A-R-M-D And remember, if you need to get even, get armed. And now for the news. Are you looking for more members to increase the size of your MechWarrior unit? Or do you want to flaunt maybe your, your power and your greatness and the planets that you're going to take over, etc.? Well, for your own unit sponsorship or recruitment ad, go to the donation page on our website at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Make a unit sponsorship donation of just $10 while that price lasts. And your ad will be included in the following show. Now, I will warn you guys, we are already booked up till already in November. So if you're listening to this and you want a sponsorship, I would act very quickly because as it goes up in demand, we are probably going to have to change a few things. So keep that in mind. And we uh, do take bribes. No, we don't. Yes, you do. do. Some of us do. One, one of us does, at least. Are you part of a unit participating in the upcoming MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior Living Legends, MechWarrior 4, Mega Mech, or any other Battletech-related group? Reserve your spot in the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server today. Server information is located on our website. Once logged in, contact Sean Lang, also known as Phil. And he's been uh, setting up a lot of units lately, I've seen. Yeah, actually, um, we had our unit switched, or not our unit, 
I just wanted to say unit about unit. three times. No, we actually, our server had issues last week, which, by the way, we were extremely pissed off about. And game servers actually changed us and put us on another server. In doing so, they didn't move our images folder. So I had to pretty much redo every single thing on this TS3. But I will say, we've had actually a lot of units, a lot of Merrick forces, by the way, for you uh, new guys out there, sign in and get all set up. And I think a lot of units are actually quite surprised of how nice our TS3, how organized it is. And again, I love the community aspect. So again, if you're not going to make it your home, that's okay. Just hop on, get set up, and uh, I'll take care of you. Yeah, your unit else. could not be in better hands. <laughs> 28 years of handling my own unit. I think I can handle yours. This week in the international list, we have a new entrant at number five, Russia. New Zealand is up one to number four. Germany drops a point and goes to number three. Canada, well, I guess, Brandon, you've been out uh, rallying the troops. Canada moves up to number two and Australia at number one. Do you have anything to say for yourself, Brandon? Really? Um, no, I, I just hung up a lot of signs around town and got a lot of fines, but it's working. I could totally see you walking around town with a stapler and stapling uh, signs on all the telephone poles. <laughs> You would do it. I, so, I would. I would shamelessly do it. Something kind of cool. I mean, we we did mention, well, I guess this is a good side and a bad side. The bad side is we haven't posted our comic strip yet. Uh, the reason is because we uh, basically switched the schedule up a little bit. We will be releasing it. It is done. Uh, we will be releasing it on the 15th. That's this coming Monday. And It's uh, pretty awesome. I'm not yeah. going to lie. So we moved to the 15th for the first, uh, the premiere comic strip, and uh, we're going to be one strip ahead now, um, so that they'll always be ready, and hopefully entertaining for you every week. So look forward to that this coming Monday. So now we have unit and strip in the same podcast. This is going to be great. Continue. Strip your unit. This week's Community Spotlight, uh, actually, who showed me this last night? Was that you, Phil? No, I would have never discovered something like this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was you, Phil. Uh, anyway, this was uh, found on YouTube, and it is called... What is this called? Call Me Maybe. I, I think I think that's all you can really say. Yeah, I mean, obviously everybody knows this song's been done a million times on YouTube videos and so forth, parodies, etc. But this is basically what I was referring to before in my shout-out, The Dancing Mechs. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but I do want to warn you, if all you want is a like a badass image of mechs in your head, don't watch this video because uh, you're going to be seeing Commando doing some dance moves that, uh, quite frankly, are pretty crazy. So uh, if you want to maintain that badass view of mechs, don't watch it. Just think, if they ever do, like, where you're able to crouch and stuff like that, oh my god, it'd be hilarious. I could just see it now. And another community spotlight I would like to bring to your attention, we have a particular person and or unit leader that has an awesome unit and his name is Elena and he is actually a unit leader of the Arrow to the Knee Mercenary Corps. Now we've actually got him set up on here. He hasn't done a whole lot of recruiting and actually he didn't even ask me to do this but I thought it was so awesome I had to bring it up. What makes this so awesome about this unit is Elena is actually disabled, um, and what he is doing is he's actively looking for disabled gamers out there to play MechWare Online and, of course, other games with him. And uh, I just think it's really awesome. I mean, hands down, he's a great guy. And uh, you know, if you do have a disability, we you know hit him up. You guys can rock it out together. And the funny thing about it is, 
he didn't have a unit logo. I was like, well, why don't you just use like the handicapped like wheelchair thing? It was hilarious. He loved it. And of course, that's their unit logo. So uh, I just wanted to point that out. Some cool stuff there. And of course, a, a very creative uh, unit name. And I also like their unit tag. We have a local game announcement. This is in Lafayette, uh, Louisiana. The University of Louisiana in Lafayette on the campus there. Uh, it's I guess it, it's a group that's already together looking for more people to join a Battletech uh, tabletop game. They also play other tabletop games. And this play, takes place every weekend. If you're interested, email them at nxc4020 at louisiana.edu. And that'll be on the website in the show notes as well. Sweet. Too bad I live in North Carolina. But we're going to fix that. Yes, indeed. Are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players, or do you want to start a game? If so, we'd love to announce it for you for free. Email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info, and don't forget to send us your pictures. So, uh, yeah, you in Lafayette, Louisiana, if you get this game going, send your pictures. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting TeamSpeak 3 equipment, software prizes, and other projects. Check out our donations page, which includes reoccurring donations, unit sponsorships, George will do recorded messages, and ads. Um, and I would like to say regarding the TeamSpeak 3 and the, the outages we had recently, we are completely on top of this basically just trying to weigh all of our options um it's it's going to take quite a lot of effort right phil uh to move so we want to make sure that if we do we make absolutely the best decision for the community yeah and i've actually had a lot of questions about donations and helping us out look we're taking the leap of faith here and we hope you guys can support us again we ask you if you're listening to this podcast if you're a fan of the podcast if you want more comic strips if you want more uh videos if you want us to continue moving on again support us if you can five dollars ten dollars a month set up a reoccurring donation it'll go a long way we ask every one of our listeners to help out if you can and of course this helps out in other ways t-shirts merchandise all that fun stuff that you guys already want but we want to be able to do it and this will help make it i would say go further and quicker so and that is the news phil all right guys mech of the week your vote your choice they say that ghosts haunt every battlefield they appear from nowhere and then disappear into the night leaving fear in their wake want to get the ghosts of the battlefield on your side then call in the ghost warriors brigade have a problem that you need gone? Call the Ghost Warriors, and your problem will disappear into the night. Have an industry competitor? We have the right ghosts for that. They will haunt them out of business. Keep your hands clean and blame it on the ghosts. Contact us at ghostwarriorsbrigade.com. <laughs> And now, this week's Mech of the Week. And you guys actually voted for a particular mech that I love. And I'm actually really hoping, wink wink Garth, and or anyone else in PGI listening right now, maybe this is on your list, or the is already mech? done. No. The Shadowhawk. Classic battle mech that I would love to see. And if you don't know anything about the Shadowhawk, don't worry. I'm about to tell you. And first off, I'd like to say I've actually used this quite often in 
the tabletop and Mega Mech. I would say they're pretty much the same thing. So I've used it actually quite a bit. Have any of you guys used a particular Mech? I used it once on the tabletop, and that was during uh, showing my friend how to play the game. So there's that. I have used it several times in the tabletop and plenty of times in Mega Mech. It's one of, of course, my favorite mechs. Uh, outside of my top four, it's definitely in my top ten. I think it's cool looking, and it's one of the classics. Yeah, and for those that don't know, this is one of those iconic mechs that's classified in the Dugram Unseens. It's not the Robotech, uh, Robotech Macross. Um, so as far as legality, we actually could possibly see this in the future, probably sooner than we'd see the other ones. But as far as the mech itself... Well, hold on, thing- hold on. Go back to that. What is Dugram's Unseen? The Dugram is another uh, cartoon uh, that actually they own the IP rights of this, and that's actually where these came from, the Locust, the Griffin, um, the um, Wolverine. Wolverine. Uh, all those mechs are from the Dugram series. Battlemaster. Battlemaster. Yeah. Uh, Thunderbolt. Uh-huh. And so anyways, the unique thing about this too is it has so much history. Yes, the tabletop, but all of the novels, I mean... The Shadowhawk, Greatest Legion. I mean, Grayson, I mean, he used this. I mean, so it's one of those things for me I'd love to see. We've actually never seen it really uh, in, a, in a MechWarrior game. So let's give you some information on it. First off, it's a medium battle mech, 55 tons, 86.4 kph an hour, and it has jump jets. So not only is it fast, maneuverable, and now it's got jump jets. It's perfectly fits my needs as far as a medium. Some armament on it. It's got an AC-5, an LRM-5, an SRM-2, and one medium laser. Now, it's maybe not packs a whole lot of punch as far as that, but you can see it's pretty versatile. It is heavily ammo-dependent, um, and it's only got one medium laser, so once it's out of ammo, hmm. You also have to remember that this mech was made during the golden age of uh, Battletech, which would be about 2,400, 2500s roughly. So there was a lot of ammo at that time as well, and laser technology still wasn't very... It was there, but it was still very impractical. And some notable pilots. The one and only Grayson Death Carlisle during the Carlisle Commandos era. And Deccan Fraser of the Wolf's Dragoons. I was just thinking, Duncan Fisher, Deccan Fraser, get them together. Maybe they'd be a good team. I say what you did there, Darren. No, that's actually, racist. <laughs> I love this battle mech. Uh, it may not be the best, and again, it's all about build rules. I mean, so yeah, you could min-max, but as far as this particular mech, it's iconic. I would love to see it in a MechWare Online and Tactics. So again, uh, both studios, if you're listening, we... I second that. Love so what it, you're saying I... is hero mech for the hegemony? Ooh. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Catch it. Let it go. Save it. I don't know. Duck. Mm-hmm. Duck. Catch it Goose. in the face. It's no urban mech. This is true, but uh, what we is? have enough trash cans, so, you know. Never enough trash cans. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to community questions, and we actually have quite a bit. Uh, and again, if you have a question for Garth, don't hesitate to get ready and have that. We'll be getting to you shortly. And of course, Garth, if you have any answers to some of these questions, please feel free to jump in and uh, respond. So... The first question we have is from Elemental Specialist. Now he asks, will MWO eventually have a C-bill and part sharing in Merc Corps? He says, almost like a guild bank in an armory where everyone in the group can pull from and add to and stuff. 
I mean, it basically, he's wondering because it would help units be able to buy it and maintain mechs and so forth. Um, have you guys read anything about this? And if so, or if not, would you guys like it, not like it? Could you see any, like, problems that might arise from this? You know, it's going to be hard after each one of these types of questions to not just, like, basically stare at Garth and just wait for the answer. <laughs> Knowing that he's sitting right there, all well, eyes are on you, Garth. No, the reason I ask is, like, Greg, okay, with Eve, and you can, you know, build up stuff and equipment and you name it, and Eve, I mean, you can build up huge stockpiles. But granted, you can also lose all those things. Do you see this in MWO as something that's good or something that could be used bad? I mean, would you want to see it? I mean, knowing how Eve works? Well, with Eve, you can take all those guild-level assets and put them in your personal hangar and just sort of truck off. With the limited number of slots in the uh, in the mech bay, you know, I mean, theoretically, I hope you're probably not going to be able to have like one of each mech and have it all ready to go all the time. So maybe there is going to be some kind of inventory limit for people that might make the stealing things from people a little impractical. I think from a gameplay perspective, like an immersion perspective, I think it makes a lot of sense that um, like a Merc unit would have sort of a shared stockpile of especially parts and things like that. I mean, mech warriors were usually responsible for their own mech, but at the same time, you don't expect every pilot to drag around this huge store of actuators and lasers and bullets with them everywhere he goes. That'd be sort of awkward. I think it stands to reason that something like this would be coming. I don't know what form, but I think it's pretty clear that we will add something along those lines. There you have it. Girl said yes, it's going to be there. No, I'm joking. Confirmed, yeah. <laughs> I think minimally, you know, a way for unit leaders to distribute mechs and equipment would be nice. Um, beyond that, I guess it just depends on what uh, would work as far as not get people not getting ripped off and uh, whatever works for the game model they have. Bye, hey, bye. man, got a large laser? <laughs> by uh Darren there uh speaking um when when you say as a unit leader giving it to someone um do you mean kind of like as a, a gift for performance perhaps or just like here's well, a for an, for any reason i mean maybe somebody in your unit uh wants to try a heavy mech without having to spend the money to buy one you, you know you can you distribute the uh unit owned heavy mech to them and they I mean, can try it from a from a developer standpoint right they're a business they need to make money so either way either way if you bought it from mc or oh that was my dog dude that you keep saying dog but i'm fucking it sounds like like an alien totally i know she's pretty awesome so except like in the middle of the night when she does it but uh no now from the the development standpoint right they're basically it doesn't matter how it's bought or purchased so What's stopping, or what would be really the negative of people being able to give something, lend something, give something over when that item has to be bought somehow or another, whether that's in game or with, you know, MC? So I don't know. I don't know if it would be abused where you'd have someone with a lot of money be able to get out. But I mean, hey, they bought it. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it would be something for, you know, the devs to look at. I don't think that would be a bad thing, but may not fit right into the model they want and moving on to the next question we have came in and he says will planets have manufacturing capabilities that allow for a monthly allowance of like sea bills um and you see this sort of like in world of tanks where each place you can take gives you a certain amount of mc stacks and stacks of gold so first off 
I would say that this, I think I've actually read way, way back when they are actually going to implement something like this to where each planet, there's a point for you taking it. Now, you could see where the benefits might be of um, more C, uh, MC or specifically uh, maybe mechs are cheaper because you own that planet of a certain type or something like that. I think all Merc, uh, Merc unit contracts include every day you own it, you get a certain amount of MC, certain amount of C-bills, certain amount of beer, and a certain amount of women. Well, is there anything else? I mean, men. No, there is nothing else. <laughs> Ponies. So, is there anything else, though, other than MC, that you could get that would be beneficial? I mean, and I guess that's a question. Instead of it just C-bills? being... Yeah, C-bills. I mean, would... And, like, how would you guys like to see that? I mean, would there be any other options you guys would like to see? Well, I mean... Cheaper like, equipment? And let's say the planet has a fact has mech factories on it or something like that. Maybe you can get uh, parts or... I don't know. I was going to say, yeah, cheaper mechs, cheaper equipment, depending if it's a factory planet or not. A free urban mech? Yes! They're always free, aren't they? No. <laughs> they actually pay you to take it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. It is somewhat interesting, though, because... We've heard that mechs aren't going to be permanently destroyed. Just how valuable those kinds of bonuses would be. I mean, if you can get a cheap mech, I mean, who really cares? That's that's only good for so long. That's not a very like. There's not well, a lot if, of incentive to hold mechs these planets the in the long term. In that case, what was that, Garth? Sorry, I was just saying if we're adding mechs fairly frequently, then it would still have a value because there's always new mechs to get. So. Oh man, the new mech's coming out, and I want it, and I don't have enough. Let's take over that planet, that kind of thing. That's good. Uh, what about they haven't quite said, and I think they've hinted to possibly uh, equipment um, getting destroyed or something like that. I mean, that could be something in a particular game mode. Maybe they're really competitive. The planetary, you know, uh, prices are a little bit more expensive for repairs and stuff like that. Now, this is completely separate than your normal just pub drops and you hopping in and blowing stuff up but you now know, you again. are talking my language i want to see equipment get destroyed i want to see mechs get destroyed but you got to remember there's going to be small units competing against you know who you calling small just saying big units and you got to put them on even terms on, on some way or shape and form and that may be it but uh good question came in and hopefully we'll see more as more info about community warfare comes out and if it's you know, if it comes out of Gar's mouth, it's true. <laughs> Alright, next question is Fistchip. Love that name, by the way. It says, now that we've seen Battletech, the first-person shooter, MechWare Online, the RTS, that's that's my dog again, uh, MechWare Tactical Command, and of course, uh, Tactics. Are we going to see some type of adaptation of, like, Battle Force or Strategic Ops or something, and would you guys be interested in something like that? Like something on the large scale. Um, arrows, baby. Sorry, I was you, talking to your dog. So you'd like to see something to do with aerospace and dropships and, you know, the warships and all that? I kind of would. Um, oh, warship combat I don't think would translate well to a video game. I mean, EVE works fine, but that's because it doesn't work, you know, actually rely on actual physics. <laughs> it's got sort of funny math physics. If you were to do it sort of how it is in the uh, in the novels, I don't know that people would be too interested in it, but maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, just having the more realistic transportation of units between places, I think is good. And, you know, having uh, the opportunity to attack somebody's dropship 
while it's falling and attack them while they're landing and all that stuff, that's cool. I think a full-blown Planet Side 2 style, but in Battletech Universe, like MechWare Online goes MechWare Battletech Universe would be awesome. Aerospace, tanks, everything. But, I don't know. I mean, the sky's the limit. They've even stated that that may be a possibility, even like single player and stuff like that, depending on how well MWO does. So, you know, they have stated that those are possibilities. Stuff like that uh, could happen. I would love to see an Aero. I think Aerotech would be cool. Even sort of like that uh, game you were talking about earlier, Brandon. Star Citizen. Yeah. Also, I mean, like, a la Wing Commander and whatnot. But good question, Fishtip. Obviously, you know, we'll see what titles come out, which ones do really well. And, uh, of course, we'll be bringing you more news about, you know, MechWare Online and Tactics and all the above Tactical Command as soon as we get it. And you guys will know about it. Next thing you know, you're going to be saying that uh, there should be Battle Armor in MWO. But it was in MechWarrior 3. It'd be fun. Can you can you step on him? Awesome. Physical attacks. All right, we've got armor. Dark Berserker, and he says, will Mercs be able to obtain contracts and bounties from other players, or will it be all AI? Now, some of these questions we're answering are going to be answered down below. So actually, we're going to skip over this. Just think about this. We'll talk about this in some notes down below. Totally forgot about this should read my own writing but it'll be down below so we'll cover that in just dark a second. berserker we will get back to you yes we haven't forgotten all right the next question is by jarhead ed by the way i want to say semper five brother and he asks in the current iteration of matchmaking there's the ability to invite a friend are there any plans to add the ability to challenge a friend it's actually a good question um garth i mean is that something that there aren't now but we're always looking at stuff like this. It's really important, I, I think, as far as I'm concerned, uh, to consider things like challenging and so on, because it's, especially because certain people out there, like those clans, they have stuff like this. So it's something we are talking about, but we have decided nothing on. Awesome. I think that'd be really cool. I mean, just, hey, I challenge you, you know, just be able to go have fun in some, you know, It would probably even rights. help. Or kind of like a duel, or also it might even help if, uh, for example, if there's some sort of league set up kind of externally, I would like to see a challenge mode where you could put like a lance versus a lance. I mean, imagine that stats-wise. Like you can say, you know, your record of one-on-one duels or two-on-one. I mean, it opens a whole other avenue of competitive play in the game. Speaking of competitive play, are there any plans for like leaderboards or leader unit boards or things like that or is it just going to be looking at the map and seeing who has more territorial control there are plans I think API and we actually talked about that last week Greg of um, and this was confirmed that there will be API and I know specifically from talking uh, with these guys that that's something they were wanting to do I mean and it goes right into the whole like the Eve kill board I mean imagine you having the kill board for you know, your unit and stuff like that. And it's just well, sort of leads to all that. It's a little deeper than that. I mean, there's there's even a discussion now. I mean, Eve has had the concept of kill boards for years, like ever since I started about five years ago. There's still a debate as to whether or not that's good for the game. Like, it sort of puts a pressure on people to not fight fights. They'll think they'll lose because they'll make them look bad, that kind of thing. Well, so is matter. that something that we want? 
Stat whores. Put it put it in perspective like this, you're, and you're totally right. But on the flip side, you as a mercen- mercenary unit leader in Eve, and let's put it in context of like MWO. If your sole purpose is to say, "Hey, hire us for a contract," you can look at our stats and say we are efficiency based. You know, veterans. You know, you look at our stats: how much we lose, how much we win, how much we kill, to how much we lose, and all that. If you can do more with less, say for instance, you don't have to have you know the latest and craziest of max or equipment, and yet you're still succeeding and have a high percentage of turnover. That that's a way of showing that you're someone to hire. But then on the flip side, you could say, you know what, we get the job done no matter what, even if we lose everything and we and we kill more. But again, you're you're looking at two different things, right? Because there's no consequence right now in Mechral Nine. If if you die, you're still going to have your mech. It's just really C bills, right? So I, I like competitive play. It speaks to my kind of player, but I also don't really have any experience as to how that would be in a environment where you're setting up matches, dropping and going. I guess like League of Legends ish, but I'm not much of an Elo player, so I don't well, know. Can I, can I, I, be... I think I'm with you on the on the mercenary side of things, especially if it's player driven, not AI driven. Well just think about it this way. If say the planets and the, the conquest system really puts an emphasis on you controlling planets and not necessarily whether um because obviously equipment's not lost permanently, that could be a big emphasis. Be like, you know what? We hold on to our planets. You know, we hold on. You know, our battles that we fight, we come out on top, and we, you know, hire us, and you're not going to lose a planet. Or it's very, very rare that we're going to lose a planet for you. Stuff like that, again, is a different context, but it has to be because this is Eve. So, you know, but it's actually a really good question, uh, Jarhead. So appreciate appreciate that one. All right, the next question is Rattlehead and Z, and he says, with additions of the bobbleheads, etc., that you can see inside the mech, uh, will the field of view be pulled back so we don't have to pan around the cockpit and see it? Or, you know, is it going to be one of those things where, um, and if you're not familiar in the PC Gamer magazine, the coconut, that's what he's referring to, and the other ones, you know, the hula girl. Uh, and he says, and if so, will there be a Duncan Fisher bobblehead? Well, first of all, I'm not quite sure I would want the distraction of a bobblehead bouncing while I'm in battle. Maybe? I don't know. I guess I'd have to see what it's be like. So I might not want it to be in my field of vision. What about fuzzy dice? Well, that's completely different. They're required, I think. Yeah, well, and as far as Duncan Fisher bobblehead? Hmm. No, easier, uh, taken. easier to get victories with that in there, I think. <laughs> Perhaps we might have to hold a contest after all, since no one knows what Duncan Fisher looks like. Yeah. It'll randomly shout quotes at you. Exactly. That's what's just to say. Like every few seconds, it needs to shout one of his uh, Duncan Fisher quotes. Well, I will say this. I actually prefer my field, of, like currently, and we'll talk about this in a little bit with the, the current patch. The field of view has changed a little bit, but I actually want it pulled back a little bit more, uh, i.e., in my Centurion. Right now, you can, unless I free, uh, free look around. I pretty much am forced to look through the central uh, viewport where if you can actually change the field of view, which you were able to in the user config beforehand, you can pull it back to like 80 or 70. And for me, I actually preferred it because I saw more of the cockpit and I saw my side view screens. And yeah, I may not, I, I don't know, some people are arguing that you've lost um, viewing angle, which in my opinion, you didn't. 
I actually gained it, and that was because I was able to see more on my screen. And for me, that helps me. Uh, what about you guys? I just uh, kept it on the, the default. I never pulled it back, but as far as pulling it back a little bit more, I could, I could see it. I think it would give a little bit more to the immersion where you feel like you're sitting a little bit more in the, the chair rather than leaning kind of forward. I think uh, bringing back the option to so people can kind of set as they want, because I, like I said, I would assume the chairs would be able to adjust a little bit, so it would be nice to have the setting back where you could set your adjustments. And for those that don't know, there's actually a mechware model inside your cockpit, and he's actually holding onto both the throttle and the joystick, and they do move. For, so a lot of people don't know about that, and I think, again, this this comes back to the ability to let the players choose. So whether or not it's you have to do it and it's forced, so like the devs say, okay, we want this look, or to allow the ability to say, hey, you want to sit back, get a little bit more immersion, you can. Uh, here are the benefits possibly even some negatives but me personally i would rather see that i love that experience i think it totally changes things i'm like oh shit i'm actually in this mech cockpit not just up against flat against the viewport so yeah when we before when we entered that code to change it um i didn't think i was gonna like it at first but once i experienced it i liked it a lot better so i kind of agree i would like to see the uh the option there at least uh because you never know maybe somebody's gonna like it better one way or the other all right, awesome question, and maybe Duncan Fisher. I know there's particular artists out there that are actually thinking about doing a Duncan Fisher uh, like pitcher. So uh, I'll get with him later, and I know who he is. I'd pay for that. All right, next question. We've got Cayman, and he says, "With the NDA lifted, are you guys looking at doing any vid tutorials? Maybe grab a few pre-mades to help with the filming. It might be a nice add to your YouTube channel." And all I can say on this, and will say on this is stay tuned next question all right frantic pride ask the nda is gone hoorah you know all that fun stuff uh what do you guys think of some of the boats that a lot of people are rocking in mwo specifically the goss the streak srm cats other boats what are your thoughts on that now i have a pretty strong uh, opinion never would have guessed wanna, yeah do you guys <laughs> want to throw this out there what are your experiences with boats do you like them hate them do you think they're man just sort of a fad I, I think they're an unavoidable aspect of anything. Players, especially the more competitive games like NW has been marketed as, players been max. It's, it's just something that you do. And if you really like a weapon system, if you really think it's the way to go, you're like, oh man, I can put out so much damage with these SRMs. Of course you're going to gravitate toward a platform that allow you to stick as much of the things on them as you possibly can. So, I don't think, uh, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's just something that you kind of have to deal with. Darren Brennan. All right. Uh, some people have been watch- some people have been watching my uh, videos I've been putting up recently, but um, I think they're perfectly legitimate in uh, gameplay and tactics. I mean, people—it's like Greg just said—people are going to levitate towards something that gives them the ultimate payoff, which would, in case most cases, are either a gossip pull or uh, a streak SRM a pull, which. If you listen to the videos, they do strike fear when you see them, and you see that loadout, and you're like, well, I'm in a hunchback, but shit, I'm dead. And I think it's just part of the game, and I think you gotta just overcome tactics and whatnot. I mean, my feeling is, I've personally been quite annoyed by the Gossip Holtz. Um, There's uh, the people that are, I think they have three LRM-15s, is that the right fit? That would be correct, yes. Yeah, drives me crazy because you just are getting knocked senseless 
consistently and you can't, uh, you know, so unless you can find good cover power down or whatever. Um, but that being said, you know, we deal with it. I mean, I'm not running any of those. Uh, you know, I haven't been tempted into doing it and you just kind of have to work with it and we still beat those teams. So yes, they're annoying, but yeah, deal with it. Well, the way I look at it is as the devs are continuously making updates and patches and adjusting weapon damage values and rate of fire, uh, look at the current patch. The AC2s have been buffed. Actually, AC2s, 5s, and 10s. I love the AC2s. Now, they can out DPS, yes, out damage per second, some of the larger Goss, AC20, and stuff like that. But hitting the exact same spot every single time, if you're an ace pilot and you can do that, especially at range, when the target's moving, kudos on you. You deserve to do that much damage. But that on the flip side, a Goss rifle and AC is going to punch. So it's got basically the, uh, it's got the DPS, but it's also got the, what was the word? The uh, alpha. The alpha, there you go. It's got the alpha damage. So again, it comes down to what I'm more concerned about is not whether the Goss is OP. It's making sure that all the weapons, why would I choose that one over the other? And it's going to, you know, cater to some play styles of some people, you know, more than so the others. The In competitive play, you're always going to see some things that transfer over no matter what. But it's making all those choices so the player can, you know, say, all right, well, instead of that Goss rifle, I want to take an AC2 or a large laser or PPCs. The thing uh, I actually, I have something be... here if anyone wants to hear it. Yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm of two minds. The first is that uh, when it comes to, as someone said, like when it comes to competitive gaming, people will never ever pick one of everything. They will specialize 100% of the time because if you need to do whatever you're specialized at, having an LRM and SRMs and a large laser and a small laser is worthless because you can't, you know, actually do one role. You can do a bunch of them mediocre, but that's why they do it. On the second part, the, in terms of balance, like yes, there are a lot of gossip bolts. In the last four months, we've had, what, small lasers were OP, small pulse lasers were OP, medium lasers were OP, medium pulse lasers were OP, LRMs were OP, streaks were OP, and SRMs were OP. Like, we've well, had see, the entire your gamut. Everything is OP. Rust Bullock exactly. is OP. Damn it. Fix it. I think as long as you keep the balance fresh, keep making tweaks, you know, the game won't get stagnant, so it's win-win. Yeah, I, it's funny. Um, for someone who doesn't know the actual like percentages, it's like what less than an actual percent is active on the forums compared to your overall population. So for me, I always say take it with a grain of salt. Whatever is going on on the forums, especially if it's just a few, I'm sure devs, you guys are like, yeah, we'll look into it. But hey, it's working as intended. And you know, it's one of those things for everyone out there. It's not the end of the world. I mean, this game is not even to open beta yet soon, though, obviously. Um, but, you know, just keep that in mind. If it's really, it's if it's broken, if something's, like, horrible, then, yeah, you know. But I don't think any of these things. I think as time progresses, it's going to be more mature. And uh, that's the problem with Battletech, right? It even introduces more weapons and equipment later on that negate, could negate some of the earlier, you know, weapon systems so that's battle tech for you but anyways we're going to actually move on to questions for garth at this time i need a all water right. bucket for when they burn me <laughs> all right so the first question we've got is uh i believe 
Let's see, Kobold. So Kobold, if you'd unmute your mic. It's not about battle values, is it? Uh, it would be. All right, Kobold, what you got for us? Obviously, matchmaking is a work in progress. It will be for a long time. But with the upcoming patch bringing in Endosteel and Ferrofibrous and double heat sinks, you can basically have two mechs, same weight, exact same chassis. One of them is just going to be flat out better than the other. So how is, is there a plan for dealing with that going forward? I know Paul has mentioned on the forums that he wants to, but it's very hard, if not impossible. Thoughts? Uh, like you said, basically what Paul said, uh, there are plans. Um, a lot of it is going to be seeing how it happens when we put it out there. I mean, we can do as much as we can here, but once it goes out, it will be the real test of how well it works. And yeah, matchmaking is obviously in its early state. Things like battle value or tonnage or whatever, we're considering every last one of them. So once we have a more concrete plan, it goes in, and then you guys break it, and then we have to make a new one. Garth, Actually, isn't that isn't that usually the way it is? Things look one way on paper, but really to see how it plays out, you have to throw it in the game, and it has to be somewhat broken, and and us have to deal with those problems so that it can be then balanced cor- correctly. Yeah, pretty much. I, I would even say, Cold, like I would agree on some instances. Look at the two medium mechs, you know, the Centurion against the Hunchback. Why would you take the Centurion over? But I love the Centurion. I actually, I usually out DPS my Hunchback at the end of the battle, uh, but it requires a little bit more skill. And what I mean by that is I have more weapon systems. I have three different weapon systems that I have on my Centurion compared to what I have on my Hunchback. So in a way, for me, it's a it's a more skilled mech to use, but at the back end, I think it's a better mech in, in my case. Now on the flip side, things that they could do is possibly make each chassis unique and it's again we talked about this the the torso twist rate it's uh, acceleration obviously the pilot skills are being tweaked but you can see that the the base values for each of those chassis could be different in, in retrospect so like the centurion could be faster at the xl and torso twist and arm convergence compared to the hunchback just at stock values but we would need that information to be relayed some type of, you know, when you look at your mech and the info. Wasn't his question more directly, though, to the same chassis being compared? Well, I mean, that's isn't always situation. Like, if you're dropping on one map, you would take this chassis if you're dropping on the other. But right now, because of how matchmaking is, you never know. Obviously, down the road, once planetary and stuff, you would know ahead of time. Oh, well, we're hey, we're about to drop on Frozen City X map or whatever. So you know ahead of time and a units can mm. plan, but... I don't know. Just throwing that out there. All right, Boo, who's our next question? Yeah, but wait, actually, before you go on, because I, I don't think we really got to his point, which was he was talking two mechs that are identical. So not Hunchback versus Centurion, but Hunchback versus Hunchback. Same chassis. One has got elite equipment modules and all that that uh, make it far superior to the other Hunchback of the same model. I think matchmaking has to take care of that. I think that's right where it comes in, where we go. It would have to be something like a battle but it might not be just simply battle value it might be you essentially have a stock mech or something like that but like i said a lot of this is being worked on so i can't tell you what we're doing because i don't know and it's on paper that may be a different a balance changer but ultimately guess what the the main balance thing is and all of skill the person so regardless it doesn't matter what's on paper 
on paper this mech may be the best thing in the world but you put it you put the the crappier one in an ace pilot's hands and it's gonna just kick ass so all right we've got boo the next question is we've got vec uh vectoron go ahead and unmute your mic thanks um i was wondering about well merc corpse how are we gonna be able to tell uh a dependable merc corp from another one say statistically wise uh when you're trying to hire one is it going to be like you see their win losses or what like how can you keep track that's pretty far out there as far that's as pretty i know air, so. <laughs> yeah i mean that's after community warfare around community warfare all right, so, yeah, that's all yeah sorry no problem i'm actually looking forward to that i think api will come in uh come into effect and you'll be able yeah, to I see right. kill boards and unit leader you know all that fun stuff so all right boo who do we got next all right, we got Cybercarns. What's up, Cyber? How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up? Yo, Cyber. Um, hey, what's up? Um, the only question I really have, Garth, is with that new grainy look in the game that came out with this last patch, and somebody came out with a, so to speak, fix to get rid of the graininess of the game. What is you guys' uh, position of players um, coming up with modifications to the game to either fix something that other people think is wrong or to enhance it as this individual did in that post. Uh, to be clear first, the grain will be toggleable. We just turned it on and it works, and that was kind of what we wanted to know. Um, it will be toggleable. Second, we are hesitant and worried about things that do things like that, mostly because we have no control over it, and people can really go as far as they want with it, and that's what worries us. Changing the color doesn't matter, but that leads to some guy, oh, now I can see through this building, now I can see through the ground, and that would be what concerns us. Um, what is that green, by the way? I, I was wondering about that. I've wondered about that since the beginning of beta. Like, it's noticeable on Frostbite. Uh, there's a few. There's things like this. There's a snow fog and things like that, but this one is, yeah, like Left 4 Dead or I think uh, Unreal has it too, right? I'm not sure. But yeah, it's just like a default sort of grainy, you're in a war zone effect, and not everyone likes it, and it will be toggleable. I was going to say, I've been in war zones and. <laughs> not like these, it. man. I know, I know. Just Not like this, bro. Not like this. This is a All war right. zone a thousand years from now, Phil. <laughs> you yeah. don't know, man. You weren't there. All right, Boo, who do we got next? Appreciate that question, Cyber. All right, we got Marcocus. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Marcosius? Micro. My, now I can't even say it. <laughs> it's Marcosius. George. All right, bud. What question do you have? Uh, well, I was kind of concerned about uh, Track IR. I've, I've, I've read that it was going to be released, and I haven't really heard a whole lot more about it. So I was wanting to find out uh, if there has been any more talk about uh, the Track IR support for uh, MWO. Uh, it's still being worked on. I see uh, Mr. Matt Craig using it, actually, every now and then. So it's it's kind of fun to see that. But I, I can't give you a time because it's generally what will happen is we'll be working on it. Suddenly someone will go, oh, like this. And then next patch it goes in. So we're working on it all the time, but I can't tell you a date of when it will go in. And I will say that I love the idea of IR, track IR, but I've seen it totally fail in what game was that guy? Still Battalion? Yeah, yeah. George, uh, Joe. Uh, Angry, Angry Joe. Joe. Oh my god, that game totally based around Track IR, which is 
Well, the idea of it is still awesome, and I think they're coming out with a new version, and it's supposed to be even better, which is awesome. But uh, you know, it's, it's one just, of those things. It's not just that that one game failed; it's every game he tried it on failed. Okay, so I guess in my sense, guys, I want to see track IR work and stuff connect. It's still got issues, so uh, my bad. I didn't mean to infer that all of that. I'm just saying that that particular the one technology. Seen, yes, there is some pretty awesome things out there. I'd love to be able to play. So, all right, one more question for Garth: Who's it going to be, Boo? My mom's not here, Boo. Who is that? Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, Shadow One, what's going on, bud? My question is, when the clans do show up, I understand they're going to be players. So isn't that going to be a little bit hard for the Inner Sphere when you're dropping five to four in lances? I actually, we have not fully figured out and fleshed out how clan mechs will be used, nor how we have the clans as a faction, but I'm not entirely sure how it's going to work. There, we've thrown tons of things around, like, yeah, 12 versus 10, or, you know, 5 versus 12, or all sorts of ridiculous things, but we, we're, um, there's no concrete thing in place yet. Uh, granted, it will be something like that, I imagine. It won't be just, hey, you have to, you know, play as an, a Jenner against that crazy Daishi or something. Like, it will be crazy. I mean, basically, I think the message is that there will be some balancing one way or another. Yeah, yeah, we will not just toss them in and be like, just suck it up. Too bad. Right now, the the, the beta is 8v8. Uh, I know 12v12 uh, sometime soon. Is there even thoughts about going bigger than that? The reason I ask is, you know, instead of just having, you know, 10v12 or something like that, could you have something bigger? I didn't know if that was something you guys are already tossing around. I mean, bigger battles. Uh, we've tossed around the idea it will be entirely based on how we can deal with 12 versus 12 and like if that works really well and we figure and we knock it out of the park and we're like hey can we do 16 versus 16 we'll try but as of now we're focused on 12 versus 12 so it's a possibility but no guarantees awesome well hey garth i know you've got to run appreciate you staying here for an hour and again guys everyone out there if you've got questions don't worry next week he'll be here ask garth it's going to be every week and i can say this once we're able to we'll also have someone from tactics on here yes i said it we'll have mwo and tactics for everyone out there who didn't get their question in don't worry it's coming and again uh we'll have the guys over at uh the uh, tactics dev team so just think about that and of course you can always post on our facebook or web page and we'll actually have those questions for next week so appreciate your time Garth. No worries. Thanks, guys. It's been a good good fun. Later, Garth. Thank you so much. Take it easy, Garth. All right. Um, moving on in the show, we've actually got one interesting forum post by the devs, and it's Paul. Go figure. Interesting and Paul. It's always coincides, right? With, we've got, with regards to open beta, we've stated it before. At open beta, we will be resetting all data. Everyone will be reset to square one. If you've purchased MC... During closed beta, that MC will be given back to you on the day of open beta. XP, C-bills, mech trees, pilot trees will all be reset. Were you guys surprised by this? Not really. Like they said before, it, it's knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I don't get surprised or upset when these resets happen. Um, uh, they're obvious and everyone should expect them. 
yeah, this should be expected though. Uh, some people do not. But then again, with all the newer newer players coming in, they might not have known about these sort of things because these were once stuff we couldn't actually talk about last until last week. So uh, they might not have known about the resets. So it, it could be new to them, and they might be upset where they're progressing. Um, but as far as the seasoned players, it's, it's nothing new. I think we're going to see two resets. And you may be like, what the hell are you talking about? I think we're going to see a reset for open beta. And then I think about, we're going to a reset for the game going full live, right? Because, I mean, and that's being argued on the forums by a few members saying, hey, we didn't, we didn't buy a Founders to for the MC to be wasted in an open beta if you guys are going to be reciting it and then we don't get that benefit on the full-blown. I so, can say that through an anonymous source high up in the company there, there will only be one more reset. I'm keeping that person anonymous. Yeah. Um, I think there will be two. I think it has to be. Uh, I would expect the same, you know, uh, if you're founders and you paid 120 bucks, or if you got, you know, you paid 30, 60 or 30 you want that money to be for the full game, and it shouldn't just be wasted when it gets reset. So I think we're going to see two resets, and uh, I'd have to agree, you know. All right, something else um, that I will say was interesting. It was an interesting comment by a dev, particularly playing beta, and this dev stated that, uh, and for all those out there listening, this will come as a shocker, um, that groups will be four people. That uh. when, when they go open beta, it'll be four. No longer will we have the eight stomping death matches uh, going around. Uh, so just letting you guys know that, uh, I heard it directly from the source playing uh, on a match this past week that they'll be moving to a lance. Really, I think it just comes down to matchmaking, so you don't get a team of eight steamrolling a bunch of pubs. Meanwhile, and that's what it people, is, right? Yeah, that's exactly. We do it every what day. It you roll in a group of five or six, and you dominate a whole match. It, that's not fun for someone. Seriously, we lost like one out of twenty. I mean, that's great for our experience and our income, but you know, it's it's definitely not people? balanced. Yeah, definitely. If you're getting steamrolled every single game, and you're playing as a solo, it doesn't really want to make you come back. And. You know, me personally, I have way more fun in the matches that are close, that are a challenge, that you like, you barely win and you feel victorious rather than just fucking rolling over randoms all day. And I think the closest thing we can sort of look at is sort of like uh, World of Tanks. Now, World of Tanks, you can only have groups of three in a platoon, um, and this is in public matches. So let's look at it in the context of Battle uh, Mechra Online. We've got groups of four, so that means you can have three teams of four. You know, or four teams of three, you know, and stuff like that. So you could actually see quite a combination. You could literally have one lance of group flares with, you know, a whole nother just uh, lone wolves. There's going to be a lot of combinations. And again, I'm actually really interested in this. Now, I say all this, this doesn't have to do with competitive play, guys. So everyone listening, everyone, uh, you know, this is strictly for pub matches the random battles yeah and you have to again this is about the fun factor you can't say oh well everyone needs to hop on you know ts3 or uc3 to you know if you you can't say that the majority people they don't have the time maybe they just don't have the desire to hang out you know it's all about fun all right guys we're going to be moving on actually to mecha online and we've got a few things that happened this past week specifically we had a lot of cool things that happened today that were announced we've got the weekly screenshot 21 that beautiful, beautiful raven. I love this mech. And it's actually a, it's a hard little mech to kill just because it's actual shape and aesthetics and stuff. 
hitbox is really small, but this particular screenshot I really love. I love the scenery in the background. And I'm actually interested to see what this, you know, the the scenery plus the mech are going to look like when they get the DirectX 11, you know, tessellation. Doesn't it feel more like a medium when you're going up against it? Well, it is 35 tons. It, it's very tanky due to its profile. You don't end up hitting a lot of the CTs, but rather the uh, the left and right torso, which, unless you're running an XL, isn't going to pop them. I think it has a different role, and we really haven't seen that until they get the modules and the... Uh, the you know ECM and the you know BAP and stuff like that, so it is slower obviously. But uh, I do know someone on our team uh, was rolling like a they were going to like 130 kph in it with uh, four medium lasers. It was wrecking. It was great. Uh, you also see the Gaussapult or Gauss Raven running around. It's just a fun little mech. All right, we've also got the devs question and answers for 20 out there. And we'll just touch on a few that I thought are, are pertinent. And one of the questions is, and I think this is something that everyone wants, is is there an, any idea from for a death from above and how it will be implemented? Um, and they say it's already there in bare, bare bones form, but they'll be improving it over time. They can't say when exactly, but it'll be there. And I got to say, this actually happened to me, but it was sort of funny. I was in a catapult, landed smack on top of a Jenner. I took more damage than the Jenner in my CT. I don't know how. Skill. But I was but like, it, it should it should have like crushed this little mech. I would have been like, yes, but of course, no, it, it wasn't. I was like, I've uh, had uh, two DFAs uh, done to me. One is an Atlas literally walked off the top of a uh, cliff, right, and then fell onto me, knocked me flat on my ass. And then another one was intentional DFA, but pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it is. It's bare bones. Uh, there's no like grand animation that goes along with it or whatever but you know you're getting DFA'd oh yeah definitely when it's your own teammate Belric DFA'ing you yeah I've actually like I said my favorite as far as uh, it wasn't a death from above but it was a collision death I've had lights that have like no CT left come around corner full speed smack right into you and they die and you're like yes (laughs) it's always rewarding so uh, another question we have is, are there plans to actually knock down trees instead of just simply clipping through them? Of course, they basically answer, and that's Garth, yes, but there's no solid date. They're going to have that, guys. It's just one of those systems they got to implement. I hope that uh, that also includes the telephone poles and light posts and so forth in the city, because that's actually something from uh, MechWarrior 4 that I appreciated. I just loved going right over those freaking light posts yeah i i would even venture to say i'd love to see a building destruct you know Ooh, destruction yeah. as well up until a certain oh. point so uh i put this in perspective i remember playing the beta for battlefield 3 and i remember the first time having a building blown up next to me and it fell on top of me i thought it was the coolest thing ever I would love to see something like that in, uh, in Mechwarrel 9. So, you know. See, personally, is it is it the Kool-Aid guy or whatever? I want to crash through a fucking wall in my Atlas and, you know, be like the oh, Kool-Aid yeah. guy. Exactly. Anyways, we don't know if it'll happen to that extent, but of course it'd be awesome. So, all right. Another question is, can you tell us what a hero mech will be? And the responses will answer this in a future, future post. Um, and we actually have the answer to that shortly. 
And another question is, obviously, will there be changing weather conditions? For example, on the ice map, frozen city, you'll have blizzards on the forest colony, heavy rainstorms. And they say they're already in. In frozen city, there are occasional blizzards that blow through, making it really tough to see. And this is actually really true.、Um, and obviously, there's more to come. And so those were sort of the, the, the questions I felt were pertinent to this、uh, QA. So, we're going to move on to the patch notes for October 9th. Now, there's actually quite a few changes, but in general, for those that don't know,、uh, it was basically a huge performance patch.、Uh, at least that's what I got out of it. That's what it really comes down to in the bare bones. It was、uh, a lot of behind the scenes slash cryengine update, gameplay updates, bug fixes, that sort of stuff. No really new content besides,、uh, of course, there's the trial mech rotation, a few changes to the River City map, which. Personally, I think I like.、Um, but other than that, nothing on what's told here. There's been a few kind of hidden ghost patches, quote unquote, such as I believe Goss Rifle's got a nerf. I well, believe some. First off, let's, let's break down.、Uh, the implementation of this patch, for those that really don't know, is they introduced、uh, CryEngine 3.4. So overall, it was actually an implementation of a new engine. That being said, that new engine has a, a, a similarities to the old, obviously, but that has a lot of new features uh, shadowing, uh, dynamic lighting, stuff like that was changed. So it helps some as far as performance. I, I've seen an increase, and I would say I've seen a steady 15 to 20 frames per second increase throughout the entire match. Where on the flip side, it's been reported there's a lot of people that. Are having performance issues where before they were sitting around 15, 20 FPS and now it's dropped them to where they can't even play. So, that being said,、um, have you guys had that? Any performance issues? Yes.、Um, I have had been having a few performance issues every now and then. Uh, usually close to, closer to the ends of the matches rather than at the beginning. At the beginning, I start out fine.、Uh, then I start, exactly as what Mr. Buja said, we start, I start, my screen starts to jitter a bit and、um, my frame rate drops. I think at one point it dropped to about 10 frames a second when I normally pull in at about 60 to 70. Okay, speaking of, now I haven't had any like, frame rate issues, but there's this one thing that's driving me insane. Has it always been that when you get hit by a projectile, your cockpit view goes completely blurry? Has that it, ha- it happens to me. I think that's it's intended. It's supposed to be shaking you. And- But has this before this patch or after the patch? I, that's new, actually. I've never seen that before until now. Okay. I'm pretty、yeah. sure that's new. But that being said, I like it. So there's, there's a ton of stuff.、Um, the mechs themselves,、uh, you would think that the texture has changed on them. It's actually just a lot of the, the engine, the shadowing stuff. The Centurion actually looks like it's green. It looks pretty badass now, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's, the dragon looks complete. I mean, all the mechs look different. The maps even look different.、Um, there's a lot more dark areas.、Uh, you, you get that contrast. The thing with it is, guys, they just implemented this. So next week, when they come out with patch, There's probably going to be tweaks to it. I mean, they've got to tweak it. It's unfortunate. I know it sucks if you can't play or if you're having really bad issues. I know some people have been even saying they'll play a match, they'll be fine. They'll go to the second match, they'll drop about 20 FPS. Then they'll go to the third, and it's almost unplayable.、Um, so if you have an issue, make sure you send in a bug report. I know it sucks. It almost sounds like a memory leak or something like that. Very much sounds like a memory leak. But regardless, these things will be fixed very quickly. They're totally on、What'd、top of it. What'd you guys think of the thermal 
changes. Did you like the way they changed Love the thermal? Em. I like the new thermal, and I like the I actually like the new night vision more. I'm I'm going to come out and say it. Ever I know a lot of people are hating on the night vision, but I really really enjoy it. Well, there's no maps to really use it on, right? Except oh, no, in the cave. I know, but... Well, in that being said, uh, I actually went into the cave and turned on my thermals, but it's all cold in there, so you can't really see. I was like, oh shit, turn it off, turn so it off. So all we need now is the Battlefield 3 uh, fusion lights to shine at the people who are using night vision. <laughs> Some IR, that's what it yeah. is. Some IR lights. <laughs> Strobing IR lights. Oh, I'm blind. Pretty um, much. Actually, I loved them too. I like the night vision changes. Uh, what about the mechs aesthetically? Uh, do you guys like the changes that seem to have been implemented with the new uh, engine? The biggest uh, differences to me were the Century and the Dragon, which we already spoke on. I think, yeah, definitely both of them better. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I actually love the Centurion, but I was very critical of it. I was like, change the damn texture. This gray needs to change. It's just uh, now at least it's got this, uh, you know, olive drab, you know, so I like it. Oh, Speaking of color, did you guys notice that there's a now a camo tag or tab? Yes. Yes, I'm very I've excited already, to see. I've already entered my magazine code. Oh, I did too, and I still got to run Belric his copy and Speaking maybe of which, something else. PC Gamer Magazine, and I quote, Between winter and spring, Prana Games plans to roll out community warfare. It's and, like uh, someone typed this all out for you. It's almost like it's from the magazine. Some things to touch on if you don't have the magazine. We have it right here for you. It's, we'll make MechWare Online into territorial battle between as many as 10 factions and Merc groups fighting on behalf of those factions. Uh, we've got over 300 planets available for conquest. We've got... Um, end quote. End quote. More you work for one faction, the higher your rewards will be for that faction, such as skins and decals, which I like. It's sort of like Eve to where if you do missions for, you know, specific faction, you get bonuses and stuff. You know, it's incentive, keeping your allegiance. And as well, and I quote, mercenary units will be able to set their own structures, rules, rankings, and payout. So they will have payout, which is really cool. Doesn't this answer a question from above? Mm, I think it does. does. Yes, I think it does. So I think it was uh, Dark Berserker that we answered yes. your question. So there you go, buddy. Told you we wouldn't forget about you. Thank you, Brandon, for not letting me forget. <laughs> That's what I'm we here al- for. We also have uh, Conquest Mode, a.k.a. Dropship. Uh, Actually, Conquest mode. mode and Dropship Mode are different. Dropship Mode in the magazine was referenced also as Assault Mode. Um, so we got two different modes coming. Uh, Conquest is... From this, what it sounds like in the magazine, it's very much um, Conquest Battlefield-esque, where there's flags and bases that you have to capture that also have defenses, uh, where dropship mode is, as we've learned before, uh, each team, each person on a team selects four mechs. Uh, they drop depending on what you want to take out next. All right, guys, we also have new mech every month, and the next one is the 95-ton Highlander, which we've already talked about. It's awesome. Actually, no, it's Highlander. The next thing is hero mech details. And here again, hero mechs are faction-specific, famous mechs owned by canon figures in Battletech. Uh, to name a few, what? We've got the Black Widow, the Marauder. We've got uh, the Centurion, Yenlo Wang. Uh, yes. We've got... Um, well, I mean, what else we got here? There's that uh, mercenary guy that where his mechs are all covered in dollar signs. I uh, forget his name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
I mean, we've got all of them. Yeah, we got Ronda, Snords, Highlander. There's a um, Bombadil's Warhammer. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? But that's really cool. I'm actually so for everyone that was wondering what a hero mech is. There's the answer. They do want to do a Solaris mode, and this might be added uh, later on. And again, especially special melee abilities, stuff like that. I really think that'd be really cool, and then it ties into some like meta gaming where you can like. Uh, bet and do there's huge matches tournaments you could do that would just be I think Solaris in general would be a great idea you've got community warfare is explained 3,000 planets and again 10% of those are uh, for conquest the 300 and that may even get bigger depending I mean really depending on how big this game gets how many people are yeah. playing they may have or even how more. PGI wants to direct its um, metagame experience I mean for all we know they could have events in certain regions of space changes the battle tech lore max in space that was great by duncan by the way or george sorry all right we've got uh, ownership of fringe worlds is determined by points accumulated accumulated over time border worlds are battled on by merc units border plants border planets bound <laughs> expires yeah thanks brandon for fixing that border shrubbery uh merc corps compete in a scheduled matches so you'll know ahead of time when it's going to be which I love, which it needs to happen. And of course, the winning Merc Corp gains or retains occupation rights to that world and earns benefits of a C-bill allowance and other bonuses faction that also employs them in the world. So right there you have it. And that answers Cayman's question from earlier. It's almost like we planned that. All right, the next big thing for Macro Online was today, if you haven't read it, open beta was announced and it is only a week away actually less than a week october 16th open beta it's happening it's happening i told you guys it was gonna be soon no it's no one happening. believes me no <laughs> i, now, I really want to see a youtube video of some guy just opening up his window and yelling mech warrior online beta it's happening just as loud as he can out into the street just see what happens give me three minutes all right there are some things to uh, look forward to and that's camo specs cockpit items and of course decals they've said by early december you'll be able to apply pre-made decals and then soon after player made decals and created artwork which is really really cool also got some other um information along with that note which some people who are not have access to the beta forms wouldn't know about um such as late october early november we'll see the uh cataphract and alternative maps as well as the Artemis active probe and ECM skin colors and everything like that all come out and the conquest game mode so that's good we've also oh got an email that was sent out and it was the inside source and it says open beta obviously the 16th founders package sales and on the 14th so again if you want to help you know contribute to the game become a founder you can check out the packages um, and you know for those who have the money you know do so if you don't no biggie but again you know it's just one of those incentives and I actually like my uh, I think my favorite out of the founders is the hunchback just I love it I'm able to pretty much do anything I want with it as far as change up the loadouts and stuff alright next we've got pop goes the raven now this is actually quite funny it's a quick like eight second video of a command line and you can literally blow your mech up in the mech lab and it's hilarious and it there's boom. the link it's absolutely fantastic well worth spending a good five minutes of your life doing all right guys obviously 
we've got Mechware Tactics. Now there wasn't any news. No for news this, this entire week. week. But Very I will sad. say this: we are working, and we will have someone from the dev team, much like we have Garth, giving you weekly information in the not too distant future. Again, they are working hard to get their current uh, build uh, rolling forward, and they're doing a closed beta and all that. So as soon as they can, Man, we, we are doing a lot with these guys to get information to the players. Well, that's your job. Get to it. Come back. To oh, yeah. All right. The Battletech board game, I will also say this. We will have Randall Bills on the show. That is confirmed. Uh, we will let you know when ahead of time on our calendar you'll know ahead of time uh, what we're doing is every week obviously we've got wednesday's recordings we've got tactical command now have any of you guys actually bought this sadly i do not own a apple device which i can play it on that Same is a here. negative though that being said i would if they want to send me a free apple device i mean i'm not going to argue with that I think I did read somewhere that there's a software package to run the iPad apps on a PC. I will get that information and have that public. So that's one of the things maybe you'll be able to purchase it and then just use this uh, software to be able to play it. So it could be one of those things. Um, Is this like a, well... No, I, I actually, I did read this earlier and I was checking it out. So. Is this like a hack though, or you still have to buy the game? I think it's sort of like VMware, where you're running basically, uh, you know, an Apple. So you'd still have to purchase it, right, from an app store yes. or something? Yes. Yeah, but that's no problem. Good, good. We're supporting the game. No, no, yeah, no. Like, I know. I, I was concerned that we were promoting hacking the game. That's why I was uh, asking. No, 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 no. This is actually you running like a uh, Mac OS, their operating system, and then you're able to run. So then again, I'll get I don't you know that how info. copyright laws work down there, but up here in the great glorious Snow White They shoot you palace, in the head. Um, if you purchase it up here in Canada and you then download it, it's perfectly fine because you already paid for your own personal Death rights by to use moose. it. The Tactical Command, if you've played it, let us know. Send us an email. Send me an email. Sean Lang at No Guts No Galaxy. Tell me how you feel. I haven't really got any feedback uh, from players out there. I've read feedback, and again, we talked about that last week. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Living Legends. Wow. Um, website's been down for over a week. And the forums have been down for over a week. I've tried to contact uh, Lear about it. haven't had any any uh, success. I've talked to a few of the devs. They've said it's a known issue, and the game still works, and the servers still work, but the forum and website are down. I'd... And that was confirmed by your dog? Yes, she, uh, the predator so now, is confirmed. Somehow, everybody from the MWLL dev team has shown up dead over the last week. They're all gone. Except for no, I think we Phil's need to put here. you in protective custody. I was a contributor. I'm just throwing that out there. Where are they? Now, he's, either, he's either next or he's the one killing them. What's in J- the box, Phil? What's in the J. box? J.J. Abrams needs to get all over this. <laughs> iron sights. 500 yards. You wouldn't even know I was there. That's uh, uh, iron sights. Oh, I like that one, World War II Ogre. That's a good one. Harmony Gold did it. Nice. Yeah. See what you get with the Warhammer, Darren? Everyone mm-hmm. dies. Are you happy? Is it worth Damn it? Damn it. Yes, the Warhammer is worth anything. All right, guys. Facebook, we're at 758 likes. Again, if you're listening to the show, if this is your first time, give us a like on Facebook. And if you don't like Facebook, hey, that's cool. Go to our website, register, so you can vote for Mech of the Week, so you can post on the community questions. And for stuff like feedback, we recently had a thread that was, who would you like to see on the show for a special guest? 
we actually had a lot of good feedback. Do that. Post. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know what you'd like to see on future shows. We, we will try to work with it. And again, for those who have done like the unit sponsorships, I personally reply to every single one of those. So Hey, uh, uh, don't forget, we also now are on Twitter. So tweet uh, us. We are on Twitter. Or whatever. We need to get that. We're I was at against no, this. no Galaxy. I was against this, but my my hand has been forced. Yeah, and I was so for it. I know you are. Please. You're a whore. Uh, one of the other things, again, guys, is to keep spreading the word. Keep trying, you know, supporting us. Get your friends in. Uh, again, we want to do more things. YouTube videos, we are actually set up. We have the uh, video cameras ready, I would say. we got some really cool things going to be going on in the future. And we'd um, like your support wow, doing wow. it. So, uh, again, if you can, 5 to $10, set up a recurring donation. Help us out. We would love it. And, uh, yeah, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catrick Hell. This is Greg, also known as Alexiv. Until next time, Mech Warrior. Yeah.